Welcome to Under the Hood Podcast. In this podcast, we pop the hood and give you an inside look at the hows and whys of our ministry here at Cornerstone Church. I'm Michael Knave, your host. Welcome to this episode of our Under the Hood podcast, where month after month, we take an inside look at the mission and ministries of Cornerstone Church. And for this episode, I am excited to welcome Christine and Heather into the studio with me. Welcome, ladies. Hello, hello. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) So, Christine, I remember the first time we ever talked um, in the worship center. Oh, yeah. And like in our very first conversation, you said to me, yeah, I won't ever work for a church again. Um, yeah, I did say I confirmed that re- that memory very much so, very much so. My and husband kind of threw me out there and oh, she used to do kids ministry, yes, and did. I was like, never again. And here we are, what six years later? Isn't that something? I, I think annually we should go to that spot and say, yes. yeah, we were wrong, and remember that day. <laughs> yes. Oh, it is so great to have you as our kids director and the ministry you have, and and thank you for jumping oh, into well, this. I, I just feel so lucky to do it. I love what I get to do. Absolutely. <laughs> and and Heather, I first met you as Alex's wife, um, but but there's more to you than just your husband. Um, go ahead and give us a, a little introduction to who you, who are you? Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm an Aquarius. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> She's Emery's mom. That's yeah, how I'm, I met her. Yeah, yes. I'm Emery's mom. Um, I'm also um, a teacher and an aspiring principal and um, a, a huge book nerd. That's kind of, that's uh, yeah. me in a nutshell. Yes. And when you say aspiring, you're meaning close. Very so close. Next yes. spring. Next so spring. Congratulations to that. And Thank you. Yeah. And Christine, give us the rundown on who are you and for those who have not yet had the opportunity to spend some time with oh, you. Okay. I am a wife and mother. No, I have two sons. One's 22 and one is almost 20. So I'm almost out of those teenage years. I'm feeling very old. And um, I have been in ministry for 10 years now yeah. and just love it. Before that, I was a public school teacher and an administrator. So Heather and I have a lot in common there. And we're both boy moms. So mm-hmm. we have that in common. <laughs> And um, we just talked about we're not people who put up five or six Christmas trees. We yeah. are very much Ooh. one yeah. or two. And so, yeah, we have a, <laughs> Heather and I have a lot in common. We, yeah. were, we were quick friends in, in this whole process. Oh, so fun. And it's, it's been great to, to have this conversation with you. Um, and let, let's be honest, we're, we're having a difficult conversation today. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the joy and the love of children and the, the love of life and love of Jesus that you bring to this conversation. Um, because this summer, uh, we had five brave teenage congregants step forward to alert us of the sinful behavior of one of our pastors. And those allegations were confirmed. That pastor was dismissed. The report was filed with DCFS. We reported the situation to the whole church through email and by hosting a family meeting. And that's where the two of you got involved in what was formed as a safety protocol team or committee. Uh, Heather, you chaired it. And Christine, as a staff member, you were right there in the midst of all of it. Now, we just reported a week ago um, the Protecting Kids document. And everybody has uh, access to that. We emailed it out. It's on our website. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, 
so we're, we're not going to <laughs> read the document uh, to everybody. But what we're going to do as part of Under the Hood is pop the hood and talk about, OK, how did we get there? Uh, answer a few more details of what we mean by by these phrases. And I love how you and your team broke this document down in steps we have taken in process and near future. So well done. That that really helps me frame up what's going on. So in the steps we have taken, you said we reviewed our background check process. Okay. Um, what did you find? We found out that our background check company is a really good company. They are doing more than a lot of other fancier companies where they do the fingerprint scans and everything is instantaneous. Well, that doesn't check anything outside of our county. Mm. So the company we use does county, state, and federal. And so it's really been an amazing thing. Elena in HR did a lot of research on this. This is the same background check company that the staff has to go through when we are hired. And so it really just confirmed that we were using the right company all along. Okay. So (laughs) no changes were needed with background checks. Not at all. Okay. The other one you mentioned is safety guidelines and a handbook. And on that one, you you noted that there were some needed revisions. Heather, what when you say needed revisions, what are we talking about? Um, so one thing that I noticed was whenever um, I looked at the document, it said that the volunteers would sign that they received a copy of the handbook, but ah. not that they had read it. Okay. Um, and I think that that's a big distinction to make because I feel like that's um, – it's more of an agreement of, yes, I've read it. I understand what's expected of me instead of just, yeah, I got it. We're good. Um, so that's a big, yes. that's kind of for me as, as I mean, as a teacher too, just knowing like, it's really easy to hand someone a document and say, read this. And they go, yeah, no, I'll totally do that. Right. And then they never pick it up. So I think having them sign that they have read it um, holds them a little bit more accountable. Absolutely. And Christine, one of the yeah. things you mentioned was it was a 32-page document. Yes, it was a lot. And so I'm sure most of the people who signed that they received it never looked at it again. Yeah. And so I'm we are working on revising it so that it is actually area-specific. So students will have their own student handbook. Kids will have their handbook. Our people who work for First Impressions, which is our safety teams and mm-hmm. our check-in people, they don't need to know how to change a diaper. So they're not they're gonna have a much easier, much more concise um Yeah, the, the, the guidelines are are then, as you just yeah. said, concise to where, okay, okay, not only have I read this, but yes. I'm familiar with it and I'm agreeing that these are the policies that when well, I volunteer I, I and do our this. and our safety people need to know like if we need to do a lockdown, oh, yes. what what their procedures mm-hmm. are. But not everybody in the back needs to know that because the safety person will come in and say, we are in lockdown, everyone in this room, in this area, because they're aware of what's going on. Yeah. So just making it much more precise, concise, and um, manageable for somebody to really be able to dig into. And to echo on to what Heather said about the acknowledgement, they're going to be initialing the policies about child abuse prevention. They're going to be initialing, especially with the um, elementary area, and preschool area allergies that they are aware of what to look for for allergies wellness policies so yeah. they're going to have to they're going to have to have a little bit more ownership than they did with just, besides just oh i got it right yeah yeah I love the comprehensive approach to all things regarding a child's safety um so so we talked background check you talked about our policies and specifically your protocol team looking at those, but you didn't just keep it in-house. You are now involving the Evangelical Council for Abuse Prevention. 
Tell us about ECAP. What what yeah. what is this group, and how did you engage with them? So ECAP is my baby, and it is an organization that their job is to oversee ministries, Christian schools, different organizations to make sure that they are complying with the rules they say they have. Okay. So we could all say we have these great rules, we have these great procedures, we have these great safety protocols, but if we don't follow them, they're just they're not worth what the paper they're written on. Is that what that yeah. saying is? <laughs> so they will come in, they are an outside oversight committee. We will do a self-evaluation and we will say, okay, this is what we see. We do this, we don't do this, we started doing this. Right. And then they will come in and review things with us and tell us how we can meet the standards that they've established. Their standards are based on California, which has the toughest mm. child abuse prevention standards okay. in the nation, okay. and they will keep updating them. And if something new comes along, they share that with us. So it's just kind of nice. It's almost like a seal of approval after we receive accreditation. Mm-hmm. People will know we have gone through this extensive review process to make sure that we are as safe as we can be. So I, I, I love the fact that you've brought in outside accountability. So it's not just us looking at our policies and procedures and deeming them, you know, met. You're actually inviting others to do an on-site yes. visit yes. and to say, okay, here's what you have done, are doing, and 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 give, the as you said, the, the seal of approval. And that's yes. coming up quite quickly. Uh, yes. Well, first, we're starting a committee, which mm-hmm. the committee is um, everybody who's been on the safety protocol committee, staff members who work within the next gen organ, um, area, staff members like Alex, your husband, who we don't even think about. He has student volunteers. Mm-hmm. Right. So what are they doing to protect the, the students there? Um, we're also going to have community members like J.D. Barter and his wife. Both are going to be on the committee because... I mean, J.D., for those of you who don't know, is the Johnson County Police Chief. Chief of Police, Yeah, and his wife has worked in public education. She's got an extensive background with that. So they're going to both be on the committee. And actually, anybody else who, if you do have a heart for this and you think you're interested in it, just send me an email and we can can see if we can work that out with our schedule. Because we, you know, we would love to have your input. Wonderful, wonderful. Now let's let's talk about some of these trainings uh, under steps we've taken. You have uh, a, a meeting scheduled for parents on December 9th and and one scheduled for students. Uh, talk to us about these safety meetings that that we have scheduled and and are scheduling. Um, so I'm leading the parent meeting on December 9th, and it's really just um, kind of preliminary information about what parents can look for in terms of. Uh, what does grooming look like oh, and yeah. um, what are signs of sexual abuse? Because sometimes, you know, you're not even aware that what you're seeing is a sign of abuse um, and just kind of uh, giving parents the tools that they need to um, recognize the signs, um, what they can do with that information, who they can go to, um, telling them who mandated reporters are. All of us in this room are mandated mm-hmm. reporters. Um, and of course, um what kind of conversations you can have with your children, because that's a really tough thing for parents to think about. They don't want to um, think about this could happen to my child. And I think that you know, something I've said since the beginning is yes. that parents protect their kids from dangers they're aware of. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. um, when it comes to sexual abuse, we kind of associate that with uh, stranger danger, especially those of us that are millennials. Um and oh the only one in the room okay oh, oh, my, sorry so hurtful hey, I'm, oh, a, I'm actually a boomer oh I'm last, sorry last year of the boomer so yes okay boomer baby girl um, yeah baby girl so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but understanding, you know, um, these are the conversations you can have with your child that are age appropriate and just kind of um, giving their their children tools that they can use to protect themselves as well. Oh, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, because as you, as you said, parents uh, like don't know where to start yeah. and, and think it's just strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you for giving our, our parents that. And again, that that training is coming up on December 9th. Thank you for for leading that discussion. As, as our elders got to see what the protocol committee was doing, one of the things I really appreciated about what their insights were, first of all, they asked for a Gantt chart. I didn't even know what a Gantt chart was. Neither did was. I. Neither did I. <laughs> and and, and as, a, as a rookie, I would describe it as uh, timelines stacked. And, and what's so helpful with that is you can see, okay, what has started – how long does that last? And when you compare it to, you know, step one and this other thing, how do they all tie together? And and so I really appreciate your work of I'll getting familiar with you. it yeah. so we could see like this whole process, because this is quite an endeavor that you ladies have launched us into to to really uh, seek the safety and ensure the safety of, of our kids. So a lot of, a lot of moving parts going on at the same time. And it never ends. I mean, this is not just a, oh, we did all this stuff and it's over. I mean, there are going to be ongoing trainings for staff, for volunteers, for kids. There will, we will have all kinds of things going on because where this is not going to be a one and done. This yes. is something that is ongoing as predators become more sophisticated mm-hmm. um, and kids get more and more immersed in what seems normal, mm-hmm. we need to make sure that we are on top of our game, yeah. keeping them safe. Yeah. And the classes are going to be ongoing as well. It's not going to yes. just be a one and done and, oh, we missed it, so we can't get these tools. So right. it's going to be more than one going on as well. So good. And and yeah, a kudos from our elders. That is the piece they were most excited about to see it wasn't going to be something we got excited about, realized mm-hmm. the need, boy, we worked hard, and then we put it on a shelf. Yeah. Uh, to see the way you ladies have laid out a plan for that ongoing training and awareness. Um, so let's let's go ahead and, and step into that in, in the near future section of this document you've provided. You mentioned ongoing staff training, ongoing volunteer training. So what, what does that look like or what what will that be um, as it as it takes place here in early 2024? So the um, ongoing training, will most of it will be online, which is a really neat thing because right. they will be able to watch it online, both staff and um, our volunteer teams at their leisure. But there will be a quiz at the end. And I know people get nervous about quizzes or whatever, but it's based on the information that they <laughs> yeah, saw. Yeah. We're not trying to catch them up. We're trying to educate them to make sure that they are aware of what they need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And um, we're also trying to confirm to ourselves that they actually watched the video, that they comprehended what skills needed to be learned from that video, and just really being on top of things. I mean, I know that as a staff, we December 1st mandated reporters training is due. Mm-hmm. We just did sexual abuse prevention training or sexual harassment, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. We just did both. We just did that. And yes. so it's just, it's important that that ongoing training occurs because I don't want to say we forget, but we need to be reminded over and over again. Yeah. Keep it, keep it in front of us. Yeah, so I, fresh. I, I really affirm what you're doing there. And then one of the pieces that you've invited the elders into is to do a walkthrough. I know what 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 will that look like and and why are you excited about us having that from our elders? Well, we were talking. I mean, first of all, it's really neat that the elders 
want to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. That they that they are not what what you were saying earlier. They're not behind the, the curtain. curtain. Yeah. That they that they really want to be actively involved right. in all of this. And we've been talking about kids, students, kids for all purposes with here, it's zero to 18 years mm-hmm. old, zero to 17, whatever, you know, right. before they're 18 years old. And um, so the elders are going to, when the new handbooks are out in January, they're going to all get a copy and they're going to just kind of wander through not to do a gotcha, but to see what we're doing well and see th- things we need to tweak. Because like anything where you've got a lot of people involved, you can always get better. Mm-hmm. And also we have the, um, what is it, loose cannon if we have, you know, kids involved. Yeah. And so we need to make sure that because kids are always changing and evolving yes. and what they know. So we need to make sure that we're on top of making sure we are addressing all of their needs. Yeah. New kids, new volunteers, oh, yeah. new staff uh, to keep that in front of all of us is 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 so helpful. And then the ECAP accreditation will, when, when will that... You, you mentioned the things we've started, yes. and then when when will so that potentially be complete? They said that's complete? a six a six to twelve month process. Okay. So it will be we will go through the, the committee will go through the standards, and we're planning on meeting one time in December. This is a crazy time of year mm-hmm. to try to launch anything right. like this, but um, we're going to meet in December. They'll get a copy of the first standard and kind of go through. And the beauty of it is, you don't have to serve in kids. You don't even you know wherever you're from. Because we need to know what we don't know. Yes. Because we, when you look through your own lens, you mm-hmm. think, "Oh yeah, we got it all," and we don't know what what's really you know going on. We need to have fresh eyes looking at everything. Yes. Right? So this was a situation that that hit us really hard and was was really unsettling. The the first part all happened in seven days. Like it just everything oh, yeah. that happened. Um, from report to dismissal to mandated reporting to family meetings, like all of that happened in seven days. And now you ladies have been involved in this continuing journey uh, of leading our church uh, into safety. And thank you so much for the roles that you have played. As we have this conversation under the hood, as you have looked at and analyzed and evaluated now, looking back over the last few months, um, what have you found that was really encouraging about what we already had in place or we were doing? Um, I think just for one, your transparency with the situation was very encouraging. Yes. Um, I think um, it's kind of it's it's a very difficult task to admit when you're wrong, but I think it's also a difficult task to admit whenever um, you have missed something mm-hmm. and it leads to something as tragic and, and traumatic yeah. as this. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think our transparency um, from the beginning was great. Um, I think that our policies, you know, we when we looked at the handbook, there was very little to edit, honestly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that did need to be edited, we, we all agreed pretty quickly that oh, this yeah. is, yeah, we need to fix this. Um, and I just think that... Um, Honestly, as a church community, our willingness to grow and change mm-hmm. is kind of the biggest, um, the biggest thing that I think we are doing well. Yeah, yeah, that's really encouraging. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, I mean, as a staff member, it was so reassuring that everything I knew, everyone mm-hmm. knew. Right. And it, I mean, it still is, I mean, it's still being processed. I mean, there are times that something comes up and it's just like, oh, oh yeah, that happened. Mm-hmm. Because it is the, the, ideas you just like we're just going to move along and yeah we're doing these little tweaks but that's not what we're doing we are changing the whole way that we look at protecting kids yes yes 
So let, let's step into that one. What did we learn, you know, in, in being completely honest and vulnerable? What, what would you say, you know, kind of big picture did we discover that we did need to improve on? I think we uh, focused a little bit on, um, like Christine said earlier, uh, familiarity breeds comfort. Yes. And mm. I think that um, when someone, when something is close to you, it's very difficult to see um, the cracks and the flaws. Um, but whenever, you know, you're a predator, that's what you're looking for. Uh, they want to be able to find those cracks and those flaws and, and the ways that they can um, work their way in and manipulate. And so I think that it you know, we did a very human error in that yes. we we trusted somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, trust is an important thing. But I, I think that it's also important to um, gauge your feelings as you're going through um, a conversation with someone like, does this feel off? Does right. this feel weird? Right. Um, yeah. ooh, that comment sounded a little, you know, iffy. And um, I think that we have a tendency to be like, well, this this is a pastor. This is, you know, a teacher. Mm -hmm. This is a person who is a trusted authority figure. Right. And, um, you know, I think that we, like I said, it was a human error. We, we cared for someone who yes. took advantage of that, mm -hmm. which is very normal to do. Yes. Yeah. And um, something we needed to correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Christine, what would you add to that? I would just say in this, I mean, discernment, yes. if something mm -hmm. feels off, you need to say something. Even yes. if you're wrong, you say something to a trusted person, you say something to an elder, you say something to a pastor, you don't start gossiping. Mm -hmm. You go to somebody that you feel as though is in the position of authority to to look at something closer. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that was very reassuring in all of this were parents who came forward. I mean, one parent came forward, sent me a text for you and I that just said, just so you know, I trust your, mm. I, tr I trust my children's lives with you. Yeah, I'm, I, I do know that there are some, some parents who are waiting to see you know, how we are conducting ourselves through this, uh, what we have done to restore absolute safety to our, our children's program of everything next gen. And that's our responsibility, you know, to take that honest, complete look at what we have. Yes. Um, and as, as I have shared with staff and elders, we did really well remembering, hey, uh, as First Peter says, love covers a multitude of sins, mm -hmm. like God's grace abounds. And we fill the gap with trust, like we assume yes. the best, and yet then we have to validate that. Mm -hmm. And we have to do better at catching those times of, it just felt a little bit off, yeah. as you said. And we've got to track that down to ensure that that's not an indicator of a much darker issue. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes in yes. the things we say. We all we all have blunders and yet we have to validate that those blunders were was just a a, a one off. Mm -hmm. It was the anomaly, yes. not an indicator of something deeper and and dark. And we've been working really hard to make sure that we're validating um the yes, the policies and the protocols and the character mm -hmm. of those we've yes. entrusted with yes. our kids. And I could not be more thankful for the role you ladies have played in this essential journey uh, 
difficult even, um, <laughs> demanding journey that, that you jumped into. So thank you both for your role. Thank you for the way in which you have restored safety to our children. Thank you for the way in which you led uh, in character. You led with passion and you made yourselves available to uh, a really, really big job. So thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the way you've blessed our children and you have blessed our church. Thank you for letting us. I was going to say, yeah, now we're friends. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a <laughs> we got to know each other better. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Thank you.